from Digitiki.com. A young boy left. The only thing that he took with him was a drum full of rhythm and a heart full of hope. Now, utterly, utterly charming. Huh? You sitting in the middle of the jungle playing a percussion instrument. I thought I was playing a drum. And welcome back for another visit here at the Quiet Village. I am your host, Digitiki, coming to you direct from digitiki.com, broadcasting from the heart of the Quiet Village, broadcasting once again. I have been on a little bit of a hiatus, but it was not planned, and uh, actually had a bit of an accident. A, uh, a Mai Tai found its way into my new laptop, so I had to uh, take it in, get it repaired, and I uh, had to get that Mai Tai out of there. Speaking of my Mai Tai, is actually across the room right now. I need to get, I'll get my Mai Tai in a minute. But I decided to come back with a bang, and I mean that literally. I'm doing a show that's been in the back of my head for quite some time, so finally decided to go ahead and do it. I'm doing a show on percussion records. No, and I don't mean records that are uh, all about drumming, although there's quite a lot of drumming and bongos and Latin percussion on these records. I'm talking about records from the 50s, late 50s, early 60s, featuring percussion in the title, and there was a unusually high number of those. It was a bit of a genre, or you could call it a really niche subgenre. It turns out that in the in the late 50s, stereo was becoming the new format. And a lot of record labels, record companies, were looking for ways to promote stereo high-fidelity recording. And some of them came up with um, these stereo imaging records. I believe RCA had them with elaborate cutout covers. And they featured a lot of very heavy panning from left to right of percussion instruments or the entire band at some point. It sounded a little unnatural. Some other labels came up with this percussion thing, and it kind of just caught on. There was a number of of albums. They again, a lot of bongos, a lot of Latin percussion standards redone, kind of quirky, big bandy, a la Esquivel. Enoch Light and his Light Brigade was one of the bands du jour that did a lot of these percussion records, uh, and but by no means he's not the only in fact percussion found its way into the tiki music scene um, with martin denny doing an album called per- exotic percussion again featuring sandy warner on the cover uh, arthur lyman did no less than two records with percussion in the titles one was called percussion spectacular and i believe the other one i don't have it in front of me i believe it's called colorful percussions of arthur lyman percussion spectacular featured yellow bird on the cover and it was uh when that became a big hit the album was actually renamed and reprinted as yellow bird so if you're out there looking you see the album yellow bird you'll notice there's also one called colorful percussion or percussion spectacular sorry that has the exact same title same tunes 
Even Robert Drasnin's Voodoo album was later reissued under the new title Percussion Exotique. So if you guys are out there and you see, you know, Robert Drasnin records and you see one that says Percussion Exotique, it's not a different Tiki record by Robert Drasnin. It's actually the Voodoo album reissued. Um, the same was Milt with Milt Raskin. He had a great album called Capu and has a great cover that was reissued multiple times under um, exotic percussion I believe was another title uh, different different uh, percussion in the title sort of things to capitalize on that so actually to start this off I'm going to play a track from each of those tiki percussion records before we get into the big band stuff so Kicking it off from the album The Colorful Percussions of Arthur Lyman, here's a great track called Roomba Rhapsody.
All right, there you go. There was a wonderful set right there. That was a track called Pagan Love Song by George Cates from his album Polynesian Percussion, which to my knowledge has never been issued digitally, either on CD or as a download. George Cates, by the way, just as a little FYI sidebar, was one of the guest conductors many times on the Lawrence Welk show. So if you get public television and you see the reruns of a Lawrence Welk show, occasionally you'll hear him say, and now here's a George Gates uh, going to conduct the orchestra. And uh, you can actually see George Cates there uh, conducting the Lawrence Welk Orchestra. All right, moving on. Before that, the second to the last song in that set was the classic Bahia by Stanley Black and his orchestra from a wonderful album called Exotic Percussion. And that has been reissued on CD uh, back-to-back with a second Stanley Black album. Uh, It's an import from Europe. You can find it still if you look. Um, Stanley Black's Exotic Percussion. In the middle of that set, Day Delight by Martin Denny from his album Exotic Percussion, which, to my knowledge, also has only been released in a compilation uh, set, like a multi-CD set, uh, like a budget set, I believe, that has like eight Martin Denny records, and Exotic Percussion is in there. Uh, it hasn't been released by itself or as a digital download, so that's a little bit on the rare side, but you can still get it. And at the top of that set was Rumba Rhapsody by Arthur Lyman from his album, The Colorful Percussion of Arthur Lyman. You know, I just played a lot of the, uh, the the classic tiki artists and tiki records and tiki tunes that we're kind of used to that have that percussion kind of relationship, but there are others, and I want to focus the meat of this episode on the percussion craze, which are the scores of albums predominantly of lounge music. Um, a lot of these are really kitschy stuff. I mean, things that you would mostly find, uh, with, um, artists like, uh, Juan Carlos Esquivel and people like that. Very kitschy, fun, mid-century, um, kind of music. And some of the titles are absolutely off the hook. I mean, if you ever go out and start looking for these, you're going to find, uh, he, a whole bunch of albums. I'm going to give you a quick example. Pervasive percussion, persuasive percussion, provocative percussion, passionate percussion, pertinent percussion, potent percussion, cool percussion, dynamic percussion, ping pong percussion, Congo percussion, popular percussion, explosive vocal percussion. And that can get a little scary. Percussion, percussion running wild, percussion Italiano, percussion Espanol, jazz and swing percussion, footlight percussion, which I believe uh, focuses on Broadway tunes, uh, percussion in hi-fi, that kind of says it all, offbeat percussion, carnival in percussion, perspectives in percussion, supercussion, uh, uh, and, and of course, Percussion for Lovers, uh, which features two nude people sitting at a piano with their backs to the camera and a drum kit strategically placed behind them, which is, which is really funny. 
also one of the big people, if you start collecting this or you start looking for it, one of the big names that you're going to find that comes up a lot is Enoch Light and his orchestra. Enoch Light was uh, a, a band leader, very well known. I I have to say, I don't know that much about him, but I know he did a lot of albums, and a lot of them were these percussion. I believe uh, he did uh, persuasive percussion or, or provocative percussion, and there were volumes one, two, three, four, I think even five. Um, he's very, very big in the mid-century kitsch lounge music uh, uh, genre if you if you're collecting so I'm going to start off with from provocative percussion here is well, actually I believe the track is provocative percussion from Enoch Light and his Light Brigade yes that is their name from Pro provocative percussion volume three album here we go we're gonna get kitschy Thank <laughs> you. 
Okay, kicking off that set, the tune Provocative Percussion from Enoch Light and his Light Brigade from the album Provocative Percussion, Volume 3. Uh, the, the next song, of course, was a classic, Bally High, from David Carroll from his album Percussion in Hi-Fi. The next album was a, 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 a classic, also uh, used quite a bit in tiki, um, in tiki music and surf music, The Breeze and I by Terry Snyder and the All-Stars from the album Persuasive Percussion from 1960, and I believe that one is available on CD, or it was, it may be out of print. And right after that, Old Devil Moon by Roy Hart and Milt Holland, a wonderful album called Perfect Percussion, which is unavailable anywhere. It is very rare. Uh, and some exotica sneaks into these albums, uh, just like that one and the ones you heard, with tunes like Bally High and Taboo, etc., so if you are a collector and you see this Roy Hart and Milt Holland perfect percussion album, pick it up. It's really quite good, and, and it will definitely fit in with any set of Exotica. So now we're about to head into strange and unusual territory here with some of these tunes. Uh, get ready. Uh, these are kooky and, and, and fun. So... Here we go. We are departing for the other side of the island, which is a little less tiki. Here we, here we go with some, with a plethora of percussion right here on the Quiet Village.
Okay, that was a great swinging tune, Song of India by Frankie Cap Percussion Group from the album Percussion in a Tribute to the Dorsey Brothers. That's right. They managed to get percussion and the Dorsey swing uh, group in the, in the title. Before that was a really fun swinging tune, Chinatown, My Chinatown, My Chinatown by Hal Mooney and his orchestra. Voices in Song and Percussion is the name of that album. And that album is unavailable anywhere digitally that I know of. In fact, uh, neither is the Frankie Cat Percussion Group album uh, with Song of India. As in fact, you could hear those were from rather scratchy LPs. Fun stuff, but uh, very rare, very hard to find. And kicking off that set, I've Got You Under My Skin by the Grand Award All-Stars from the album Percussion and Brass. And you could really hear the panning uh, the, the the painting and and it's like uh, at this time stereo was brand spanking new, so uh, engineers had a brand new knob on their uh, recording console called panning, and you can tell they went crazy. Sometimes they would have it the entire orchestra panned over. Uh, to the right for one phrase and then panned over to the left for another phrase. And it really sounded unnatural, but they were still getting used to it. And this is also the time when we had a lot of rock albums, uh, popular music where the singer was on one side and all of the orchestra and the background music was on another side. So you could almost do karaoke simply by cutting one of the tracks. It was kind of crazy. So this was all still brand new, and it was all still promoting this new genre of stereo. Uh, so we're going to keep going here with some albums that, that took popular songs and redid them and actually put a lot of percussion in them. So I'm going to start here with a tune called Muskrat Rumble, right here on The Quiet Village.
All right, that was actually getting into some Exotica territory. That was a tune called Omu, O-M-O-O, by Dick Shorey and the Percussion Art Ensemble from the album Repercussion, which I believe is available as a digital download from Amazon. Before that, we heard perhaps, perhaps, perhaps the classic Latin track there by the Command All-Stars from their album Provocative Percussion. And ahead of that... Vita Paso Doble, very Espanol song there, sound like it was from Spain, from Al Ciola, from his album Percussion Espanol, Volume 2, which makes perfect sense. And of course, kicking off that set, Muskrat Rumble, as opposed to Muskrat Love, actually, after they fall in love, then they rumble, uh, from Chuck Sagal and his orchestra from Ping Pong Percussion. And I don't know if that's the same Chuck Sagal from... Uh, from the famous uh, the game show host. I, I have no idea. Uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this. We're actually running out of, tune, uh, out of time here. There are so many albums and so many tracks I would love to show you, but I am running up against the clock. So I hope you get a sense of this percussion craze that was going on in the mid-century. Also, if you ever see any of the albums in the wild, so to speak, You'll notice that they all had very minimalistic covers, very artsy, like um, persuasive percussion was a lot of uh, dots. It was just white with black dots all over it, um, and not a lot of color. Some of the other ones had squares. Uh, I believe there was a provocative percussion or persuasive percussion that was uh, it was a silver shiny cover with blue squares all over it. Um, some had triangles, some had dots. They were very minimalist and artsy but they were all pretty kitschy. So I'd like to thank you all for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this kind of uh, drift to the other side of the island. want to remind you that you can go to The Quiet Village at any time by simply going to digitiki.com on your web browser or your, your phone's browser where you can get a complete rundown of the tracks on this and past podcasts, as well as you can also stream this and a lot of past episodes directly from the browser. Also, if you want to get into Tiki 24-7, you want a soundtrack going behind you in your office, you can also go to digitiki.com where you can log on to Quiet Village Radio, which is playing Tiki music 24 Four, seven. I really hope you enjoyed this show. Now I'm going to leave you with a track that is really fun and really kitschy and kind of goes in with all these other tracks. You've probably heard this on The Muppet Show. It's, it's probably really famous for being on The Muppet Show, and I believe it was on Laugh-In. It's a track called Mana Mana. It's such a fun track. This is Frank Barber Percussion Ensemble from the album Deep Percussion. Until next time, aloha. Banana, 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 banana,
Banana. 